0: What's up, you guys? This is another episode of the Triple Option Report. And college football, as you all know, is literally, what, a day away Uh, on Saturday. And we start with week zero. Now, the big one, obviously, is next weekend. That's week one. But we still got some some neat games up here. And and I'm a huge fan of college football. It's probably the thing I like the most, honestly. And if anyone's been watching the last two episodes, you could definitely see that. So uh, I'm just going to go ahead and and go through with it. I'm about to do my my preview of this college football season. I did the conference previews, but now I'm going to go to uh, like awards and major bowl games and and, and stuff like that, which teams I think will surprise, be good or surprisingly good or surprisingly bad and stuff like that. So, and also the Heisman, obviously. So with that said, uh, let's go ahead and start off with my top 25. It's going to shock a lot of people. Uh, first off, at number 25, well, actually, let me go ahead and do, uh, no, yeah, let's start with the top 25. Number 25, I'm going with Tulane. Like I said before, I think Tulane is going to stay one of the best teams in the Coupe Five, as they were last year. Uh, I do think that they lost some major components to that team last year, and I think that might affect them in a very deep AAC, and there are some other teams out there that could, that could make them slip up. And I think that might be the case this year. I still think they'll can win; they win at least 10 games. I mean, they're going to be in the top 25. This, for me, is not a preseason. This is what I think will happen at the end of the year. So I still have them ranked at the end of the year, but I, I don't have them winning the AAC. Uh, number 24, Boise State. I think Boise State, like I said before, I think they improve. I think this is the year they finally bounce back. I think they win the Mountain West. And I think that they end out ranked in the year. Uh, number 23, I think Miami, uh, I think they improved. I think they, they have a big jump this year. I think a change of, of coaching in terms of like coordinators will help them a lot, I think, because they have talent on the offense. And so it, is, and it makes no sense for it to have been that bad last year. Uh, number 22 it's a toss-up for me. 22 and 21 are toss-ups for me. And they're from two different conferences. I'm t- picking between Oklahoma and Texas Tech at the Big 12 and Iowa and Maryland at the big t- out of the Big 10. One of those two teams from each of those conferences, uh, I think, will be in the top 25. The other one, I think, will be close enough. Uh, number 20, I have Clemson. I don't know if they make that big of an improvement, honestly. I do like the coaching higher, but I don't know. I feel like the problems of the offense weren't deeper than that. Like, it wasn't just the offensive coordinator. I feel like, I just don't, I don't think they have what they had before on offense. Or really, even on defense. Defense is great. Don't, don't get me wrong. Defense is great, but they had some real monsters on there. Like, an all-time D-line. Multiple all-pro players on their D-line on like a three-consecutive-year basis. Like, I don't know if they have that right now. Uh, number 19, I have Texas San Antonio. I have a bit of a surprise here. I think that the Texas San Antonio wins the AAC. I think they get by SMU and Tulane. And I think they're one of the two teams. I think they might come up a little bit short of this team I'm about to say coming up uh, playing in a New Year's 6 bowl game. Uh, I think they might lose to Tennessee and that might hurt them in the bowl a little compared to this other team I'm about to, to state. Uh, number 18, Toledo. I think the Rockets. I like their schedule. I think it's a little easier in Texas San Antonio. Uh, I think that they'll, they've already showed uh, a bright spots for the last two or three years. I think they finally break through this year. And I, I think they're a, a team, I think there'd be a surprise team that uh, plays in the year six bowl game up the Cooper 5. Uh, number 17 and 16 will definitely shock a lot of people. I have Alabama and Ohio State, respectively. I have them both playing in the Citrus Bowl. I have them both going 9-3. and three. I think they both have questionable quarterbacks coming in. I don't think Buckner is as bad as, as some people say he was at Notre Dame, but he isn't what they've had in the past. And Alabama, for the first time in a while, is going to be going into a season without an elite, elite quarterback. Same with Ohio State. I'm not that high on, on Kyle McCord or... Uh, and, heck, Kyle McCord might not even start, actually. Like, it might be uh, the other guy, Devin Brown. So, like, but either one, I'm not that high on. And I think there's some holes on the offensive of Ohio State, too, mainly left tackle. I, I think that's, that, that stuff could affect them in, in, in this year, especially now that Penn State's leveling, leveling up, too, and they're going to have to go to Michigan and to Notre Dame. I think I wouldn't be surprised if Ohio State and, and Bama slip up and they both end out outside of the New Year's Six Bowl games. Uh, I have a Pac-12 Shrio coming up, 15, 14, and 13. I have Oregon, Utah, and then Oregon State at 13. I think all three of these teams win double digits. Like I said before, I think Oregon, Boanicks can sometimes be inconsistent. So I don't know if they break through that. Uh, I Utah going to start a little probably a little slow quarterback-wise because their starter or backup might not even be I – don't, I don't even know if they'll be healthy at the, uh, week one or the first few weeks. So, again, they'll probably start a little slow. I think Oregon State makes a big uh, – makes a jump. They already made a big jump last year. I think D.J. Ugulele, I don't know. I, I think the head coach of Oregon State, he's done a great job. Former great quarterback for them as well. He knows quarterbacks. I think he's going to help D.J. Ugulele show his potential. I think – all three of these teams win at least ten games. Pat 12, I think, will be the best conference in college football this year. Uh twelve, Wisconsin. In a weird way, a lot of people are talking about Wisconsin, but also aren't talking about Wisconsin, if that makes sense. Uh they have Brilliant Adams. I mean Brilliant, uh ooh. They have Brilliant Allen back. Brilliant Adams. They have Brilliant Ad- Allen back at running back. Uh I, I like I like the overall offense, honestly. Like, they have talent there. They have a talent receiver. The defense, I think, will be very good, as usual. And then Luke Fickle. I, I don't know, man. I feel like Wisconsin surprised a lot of teams who aren't, or at least are, at, at, who have at least forgotten about how good they've been the last 15 years. Uh, number 11, I have Kansas State. I have, even though they're ranked below the other team, I have them. Uh, Beating in the, in, the, in the Big 12 championship game because they have a weaker record overall. I think they still win the Big 12. And they still play in, in a New Year's Six bowl game. Uh, 10, Tennessee. Again, also like Kansas State, Tennessee loses a key offensive player. But I don't think that that hurts them at all, really. Because of how much they have returning. And I, I, I like Tennessee's quarterback. I think Joe Milton has a lot of potential. Of course, he's always had a strong arm. He's just being able to control it. He finally did last year. If he can keep that up and play like he did in the bowl game, yeah, Tennessee's not going to lose uh, much of anything from last year, honestly. Uh, number nine at Florida State, Jordan Travis was amazing last year. If he can keep that up, he's a potential Heisman contender. Uh, they have a lot of talent on both sides, a great running game. Like they're, they're a very talented team. And I think Florida State, like, could they be a playoff contender? Maybe. I think they win the ACC outright, though. Uh, Eight Texas, the team that I have potentially going to a playoff after beating Alabama and then losing to Kansas State in the Big Joe title game, and that knocks them out. I still have them going to a New Year's Six Bowl game, though. They're be, this is going to be the best te- uh, Texas team probably since. Huh. It's been a while. 09? Oh, yeah. This is going to be the best Texas team since 2009. I have a lot. I'm very high on this Texas team. And Xavier Worthy is a potential Heisman contender as well. Uh, number seven, I have Notre Dame. I think this Notre Dame team, I love the quarterback they got out the transfer portal from Wake Forest. That guy's legit. From what I saw in that spring game, again, like he looked outstanding. And like, I don't know, like their running game is really good too. And like, like I said, uh, 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 Sam Hartman. If he plays like he did in the spring game, they could make the playoff, honestly. But again, they have to beat USC. I think they beat Ohio State, but then they got to play USC. They got to play Clemson. They got to play, let's see. Well, honestly, I look at the schedule. Even if they lost USC, if they beat Clemson, they can still make the playoffs and beat Ohio State because I don't see them losing to any other team in that schedule. I think this team gets a big improvement from last year. Uh, number six, I have Washington. I think this is a legitimate playoff contender and a dark horse national title contender. Michael Penix Jr. could win the Heisman, outright. right? He is that good. Uh, he's honestly like like what he put up last year and the receivers they have. Just the best receiving core in the country to me, across the board, and. If that defense plays like it did in the spring game, they could surprise a lot of people as well. Because one thing, like I've said in the past, like the thing that Washington has been known for in the past whenever they're good is their smash-mouth defense and physicality. It's more of a – now it's more like an aerial attack on offense and offensive firepower. But, like, they still have a good defense, I think. I think they'll still have a good defense, a better defense than what they had last year. And they're – the biggest challenge to me of beating USC and and, and keeping them getting to the playoff again. Uh, number five. This is going to shock a lot of people. <coughs> Ooh. I have Georgia. I think Georgia... I think that this quarterback change could affect them a little. And this is showing how good Georgia's been. That a quarterback potential uh, quarterback change could make them drop from number one all the way to number five. Like, they're still going to be a national title contender. They're still going to be one of the best teams in the country, easily, a playoff contender. But I think that there's one more team in the SEC that's going to leapfrog them and and, and win the SEC and, and make the playoff over them. Number four, I have a team that makes a huge jump this year, and it's Penn State. They return a lot of talent on both sides. There's a lot of all-American caliber talent on this team. Like this is the most talented Penn State team. 2017 is the only one that's going to challenge them. This is one of the three best Penn State teams the last 20 years on paper to me. This team, 2017 and 2005, like those three teams, yeah. This team is a legit national title contender to me. There's a lot of talent on this team. One of the best running cores in the country. A very good quarterback. Great defense. I mean, I, some of the best DBs in the country, obviously. Like, they're, they're really reloading. This is, this is probably, if Michigan wasn't so good, this would probably be James Franklin's best chance to have a team win the whole thing. I think they make the playoff, though. At number three, I have another team that's going to make the playoff for the first time, according to my predictions, and that's the USC. Caleb Williams is is the best player in the country, probably. Um, Heading into the country this year, most likely, heading into the season this year, most likely, he is the best player in the country. Uh, And they have a great receiving core, underrated, really good running backs. Uh, The only problem with USC, obviously, is that defense and not shaking the coaching staff is a bit bit of an issue. But if, if they can actually, like, improve just a little, like, not, if they can get bigger, tackle better, and cover tight ends better, because that was a glaring issue last year, then, honestly, USC could win the whole thing. They have enough offensive talent, it's just the other side. If they have so much offensive talent that, despite having the poorest defense last year, they still were a, a, a confidence title game away from making the playoffs. Anyway, so, like, if they can get just, like, a, like somewhat of an improvement... Not even, like, a major improvement. Just, like, an improvement to, like, an okay defense. Then, yeah, they can win the whole thing with with that offense. Uh, number two, of LSU. You know, I, I really think they could take a big... I mean, they only took a big jump last year. But I think they take an even bigger... I don't know. I think they become a legit national title contender this year. Like, I think a lot of talent returning. The one problem would be the DBs, which is weird because knowing LSU for the last 20 or so years... Saying that their weakest point is defensive backs is mind-blowing to a lot of people, I think. But if they can handle that, fix that issue, well, there's one good thing about this being a year that, you have, that defensive backs are your weak no point is that so many top teams this year have quarterbacks coming in that are new and kind of green. So if there's a year for you to be a national title contender with the weak DBs, it would be this year. So, like, yeah, like it kind of all plays in the place for LSU, honestly. And I like their coach. I know Brian Kelly does things that can get on a lot of people's nerves, but he can coach really well. And everywhere he's gone, they've vast, vastly improved, whether it be Cincinnati or Central Michigan, Notre Dame. So I think the same thing happens with LSU. I think LSU plays in, in, the, in the national title game, honestly. Spoiler alert. <laughs> And number one, I have Michigan. I think this team is probably the closest thing to not having a flaw heading to the season. They're probably the safest team in terms of, like, any question marks in the season. I don't think they really have a question mark, honestly. Like, when you look at this team, what is a hole on it? They have great centers. They got great tackles. They got great guards. JJ McCarthy's a great quarterback. They got the best running backs in the country. Legit, probably are gonna be the two best in the country. Uh, they have a great tight ends, great defensive line, the best linebackers, the lineback, linebacking core in Harbaugh's entire tenure up to this point. Best DBs in Harbaugh's tenure up to this point, honestly. Uh, and a good special teams, their punters and kickers. I guess that could be a flaw. I guess, but then they got out the transfer portal, so no, not really. Uh, I'm trying to think. Like, I can't think why receivers. I guess, but even then, if they play that the, the la if the, those receivers play like they did the last three games of the year against Ohio State, Purdue, and TCU, then no, that's not a flaw either. So yeah, like, like I, I don't see a hole in this team, <laughs> honestly, and they don't have any new. Players having to be replaced or anything like that. No. Like, like, it's all vets and and players returning from last year. There's nothing really bad going on. Nothing questionable. The only thing, I guess, is that Harbaugh will be out for the first three games, but playing East Carolina, who I think will be good, but nowhere near their level, obviously. And what? Uh, Bowling Green? (laughs) Uh, UNLV? Yeah. So... That won't matter. (laughs) So when Harbaugh comes back, they'll play Rutgers, whose offense is not very good. So, yeah, again, like they're not really hurting without him those first three games. And they're not going to hurt with him when when he comes back. And he's going to be coaching them during practice anyway. So, again, there's no big flaw there. It's a very safe pick. Like if there's a year for Michigan to finally break through and win the national championship, it's definitely this year. This is the best team on paper since 97 to me. I said that before, and I'll say that again. Don't be surprised at how good this offense goes and how good this defense goes. That's all I'm saying. So, yeah, that's my top 25. If you want to know my, my, my New Year's Six Bowl game matchups, I have uh, in the Peach Bowl, because I have Kansas State beating Texas and USC beating Washington. They're going to be playing each other in the, in the Peach Bowl, Texas and Washington, Uh, and a Fiesta Bowl, I have Notre Dame versus Toledo. I think, like I said before, I think Toledo gets that, uh, Cooper 5, uh, New Year's 6 bowl slot, and Notre Dame gets in because they'll be one of the top 10 teams in the country. Uh, Orange Bowl, I have Georgia and Florida State. Georgia will lose the, the SEC title game, but be the next best team, right? Florida State will win the ACC, not make the playoff, but win the ACC, so... It'll be Georgia and Florida State in the Orange Bowl and the Cotton Bowl. I have Kansas State, the winner of the Big 12, versus Tennessee with the remaining team that's ranked in the top 10. So that's my group of six. I mean, my, my uh, geez, my group of six. My New Year's six bowl game slots right there. Texas versus Washington in the Peach Bowl with Western versus Notre Dame versus Toledo in the Fiesta Bowl. Georgia versus Florida State in the Orange Bowl and Kansas State versus Tennessee in the Cotton Bowl. Now, my two playoff matchups in the Rose Bowl, I have Michigan versus USC. In the Sugar Bowl, I have LSU versus Penn State. I think Michigan beats uh, USC in the Rose Bowl. I think LSU beats Penn State in the Sugar Bowl. I think Michigan beats LSU in the national title game. And Michigan's your national champion. Uh, my Heisman picks. Caleb Williams from USC. I've already talked about him. He's I think he's the best player in the country, probably. He very well could win it a second year in a row. I think Mike, Michael Penix Jr. from from... Washington, the quarterback from Washington, is probably the on paper the best chance to, to keep that from happening. I think JJ McCarthy will make a big jump this year, quarterback from Michigan. Either him or Blake Corn, money back from Michigan. Either one of those two can make the finals. It could be finalists. Both of them could very well be finalists. Honestly, uh, I think another quarterback, non-quarterback duo from a team. I think Jaden Daniels and I think Harold Perkins Jr., linebacker from LSU. I think he, he was a monster last year. as was a freshman, one of the best in the country, best defensive players, period, in the country as a freshman, true freshman. I think he can make a big jump this year. And I think those two guys can help lead this LSU team to a national championship game uh, in, an SEC, in an SEC title. Uh, I think Sam Harmon, from, the quarterback from Notre Dame, like I said, I think he's he always been a monster for Wake Forest. Now he's with even more talent with his Notre Dame team. Like, watch out for them. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, and some other ones that I could see slip in there. Uh, I think Roma Dunze from Washington and Jalen McMillan from Washington, Washington and Xavier Worthy from Texas. Probably the three best receivers in the country this year. Uh, well, and Marvin Harrison Jr. from Ohio State. So that's the four best receivers in the country there. Almost slipped there. <laughs> oh, I don't know how I missed that. But yeah, those four. Those, if there's a receiver that could be a Heisman finalists, it's between those four, obviously. Uh, I think Quinshawn Judkins from Ole Miss. And I think Frank Gore Jr. from Southern Miss. If there's two running backs, they're very versatile. Quinshawn Judkins was a beast last year. as what, a freshman? So he's going to be really good this year. And, and, and like I said, uh, Frank Gore Jr., I think either him or Dauvin, they are probably the two most versatile running backs in the country. Like, they can receive, return, run. Like, they can do it all and do it great. So, and I'm going to do a dark horse here, another defensive dark horse. Will Johnson, quarterback from Michigan. I think he'll be the best defensive back in the country. And I think him and, and Perkins, Harold Perkins, linebacker from LSU, were the two best defensive freshmen in the country. I think they'll be the two best defensive players in the country this year. So, yeah, that was my overall picks for uh Heisman and and, and Top 25. I didn't say the other teams I thought were outside of Top 25, but I put a lot of them there. So I don't know if you want to actually hear that or not. So I'll just skip over that. I think some of them notable. I think UCLA, they'll be really good. I I think uh, uh, SMU, like I said before, Kansas. Uh, I think think Minnesota, Illinois, and Purdue. I think Purdue's going to surprise some people. Army, West Kentucky, Air Force, South Carolina, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Shoy, South Alabama, Louisville, Pitt, Syracuse, East Carolina. Yep, yeah, and TCU, like I said before. All those teams in Kansas, I think, receive votes. <laughs> but uh, now I'll just go with my surprise teams. I think these teams, I have 10 good and 10 bad. My 10 good surprise teams. I think Purdue, like I said before, I think they're I th- I they a lot better than people think. I think they can win at least eight games this year. I think Hawaii is a big surprise. I think last year I did not know that their style of, of offense that Timmy Shang went to originally put in, no one knew how to, put it, how to actually like, do it. Coaching staff either, which is why they looked so awful at first, but they really improved a lot by the end of the year and ended up with, what, three or four wins? I think they could, wouldn't be surprised if they, if they sneak into a bowl game, honestly. With the whole offseason and everything like that, now they know how to actually run this offense. And they have another year in the transfer portal, so they know they've improved the, uh, the roster overall a little bit more. I think a whole year just learning it all, I think they could put it all together. Wouldn't be surprised if they sneak in with six or seven wins, honestly. Uh, Bowling Green, I think this team makes another, uh, they think they make another bowl game. Second year in a row. I know a lot of people are looking down at them like, oh, last year was a fluke. I don't think last year was a fluke. I, I don't know. I like Bowling Green. Uh, Cal, I talked about how I like their running back. I talked about how they're like one or two few mistakes away from making a bowl game in the last two or three years. I think they finally get through and make a bowl game. Uh, Charlotte, I like Biff Pogey. I think he's a great coach. He's been a great coach in high school. He was a great coach for Michigan. as like an assistant for them. Uh, I think he, he, and he brought in a lot of talent, a lot of talent over the transfer portal. I think this is not the Charlotte team from last year. I think they surprised a lot of people. Miami, Florida. Like I said before, I think they improve. I, the offense will be better. I think they'll win at least eight or nine games this year. Uh, Syracuse, I think a lot of people think because they lost their start running back, uh, they'll probably go back to six or five wins. Nope. I think they stay. I think they win at least eight games this year. Uh, they have the quarterback back. They still have the coaching staff. I like Syracuse. Uh, Georgia Tech, I think Georgia Tech makes it a, a, a— I think they make a bowl game. Definitely. Six or seven wins this year at least. And Northern Illinois, Northern Illinois, is three and nine. It was a very deceptive three and nine. They easily could have gone six or seven, six and six or seven and five last year. They were butchered with injuries worse than anyone in the country last year. They'll be much improved this year. And some of the more surprisingly bad teams. I don't think A and will be bad. I think they will improve. But I see a lot of people, even prominent people like Paul Feinbaum, who I understand why they say A and was going to be a lot better than what they were last year. I think. Do you think they improve and make a bowl game? But I don't see them going with, like, 9 or 10 wins. I don't see it. They'll probably go 6 or 7. Uh, North Carolina, I think last year, North Carolina and Duke benefited from very weak schedules. And the Duke's the other team. I still see them going to a bowl game, but they're not going to win 9 games this year. Uh, Iowa State, not really a bit of a shocker, honestly. Knowing what they have now, but I don't see them making a bowl game. They're going to be very bad. They're going to be challenging West Virginia for the worst team in the Big 12. Uh, Michigan State, they weren't good last year. I don't like the way they're built. The, their team's trying to rely on, on, the, five, on uh, the transfer portal to a massive degree because they can't get five stars like that. I'm not high on this team at all. It was kind of a mess. They lost a lot of their top players. Keon Coleman is a brutal blow to their offense. I'm not hiding this team at all. I don't see them making it to a bowl this year at all. I think they might be worse, actually. Nebraska, I think Nebraska's a year away. How uh, 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 the new head coach for Nebraska, he's great. But, like, how he uh, – Matt Rule coaches teams. The first year is a bit of a rebuilding team, I mean, like a rebuilding year, so they're still awful. And then the next year they bounce up. So then I think the same thing happens here. I think Nebraska still has some growing pains. I still think they missed a bowl game. But next year, 2024-2025 season, Nebraska will be on their way back. Uh, Stanford, they're not bad. I mean, like, everyone expects them to be bad, but I don't think people expect them to be this bad. This will be the worst Stanford team since 06. Florida, they're going to be very bad to me. From what we've seen, like from what I've heard, from what a lot of people have heard over spring and everything, they have not looked good at all. I'm not high on them. I'm not a big fan of their starting quarterback. I'm not a fan of this team at all. And the last two aren't bad. They're going to play in the Citrus Bowl together. But Ohio State and Bama, obviously going nine and three for their standards, that's a massive massive uh downgrade that's not that's that's a failure in a way honestly so yeah that's all my surprisingly good and surprisingly bad teams this year and that's pretty much like everything I have so far for that was my my preview of the college football season and so I think my big time pick why not just go with with week zero there's not a lot of games so I can just skim through them uh Navy Notre Dame I think Notre Dame wins by at least two touchdowns. I don't know if they cover it's 20 and a half two points. I think they will be, will be improved, but Notre Dame will be just obviously way too good for them. Uh, UTEP and Jacksonville State, I think UTEP wins, and I think UTEP can make it to a bowl game this year and they finally break through their glass. Uh, New Mexico State and UMass, New Mexico State wins, and I think they definitely cover. That's a seven points. UMass is terrible. They're not very good at all. New Mexico State improved a lot, and I think they get even better. I like Jerry Kill. He's gone through a lot, and I think he's a very good coach. Everywhere he's gone, he's won. So I think he continues to do that with New Mexico State. Uh, Ohio and San Diego State. This one is an interesting matchup, and I actually think this is probably the best game. Actually, no, not probably. It's going to be by far the best game of the week in terms of like how competitive the two teams are. I think San Diego State probably edges out Ohio, but I think both teams will be improved. And much improved and conference title contenders for both their conferences. Uh, Hawaii Vanderbilt. Wouldn't be surprised if Hawaii actually wins that game. Like, like, watch out. Honestly. I think Vanderbilt will be better. But, like, how Hawaii played at the beginning of the season last year is not how they're going to play this year at all. Nowhere near. Uh, San Jose State and USC. USC demolishes them. Yeah. I think San Jose State is still a good team for Mountain West standards. But against USC... That's not a matchup at all. USC definitely. I don't know if they cover that. 30.5 points is a lot, but they might. FIU and Louisiana Tech. Oof. I think Louisiana Tech wins. I think FIU is not very good at all. I'm not a fan of Louisiana Tech either, but FIU is just. Yeah. They're very bad. So yeah, that that was my uh, week zero matchups for. uh, I have actually one more week zero I want to talk about. And that's uh, South Carolina State and Jackson State. Jackson State. They lost Deion Sanders. They lost a lot of key players. They, I don't know, this is, this is what? This is Buddy, uh, head coach of South Carolina State. Is this his last year? If I'm correct, I believe this is his last year. I, huh, I don't know. They might, they might, they don't have, I mean, they won the Celebration Bowl a couple years ago, so who knows? Maybe they, they have a surprise year this year, and they can pull off an upset here. Wouldn't be surprised. I'll stick with Jackson State, but don't be surprised if South Carolina State pulls off the upset here. He's a legendary coach for South Carolina State, by the way. Buddy Pugh. Uh, Great coach and the best coach, one of the best coaches in the program's history, obviously. So, uh, yeah, that's it for today. Uh, Thank you all for watching. And thank you all for subscribing and and downloading. Uh, My next episode, obviously, is on Monday. I talk about sports, comic books, and pop culture, so you'll know what I'm going to talk about. Uh, Follow me on Twitter at Pulliam, P-U-L-L-I-A-M, underscore Blake, all lowercase. Follow me on threads. Blake, Pulliam, well, Blake underscore Pulliam1, if you got it, anyone's even still on threads, honestly. Uh, Heck, follow me on TikTok. It's uh, the Triple Option Report on there as well. I just made a TikTok. So uh, follow me on there as well. So, uh, see y'all. Bye.